And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. This is a, a bit of a live predicament for me. We've got a live interview show happening right now. Luke Smith is from Envision Financial. You're going to have to help me out here. Mm, no, look, it's okay. It's All right. not my first radio, so we can get through it together. We, good. You can hold my hand and you know, guide me as we, we go through this. All right. First That's of it. all, let's tell everybody who you are because, you know, they could be new like I am yeah, for the yep. first time learning who you are. No, look, so every Friday at 4.30 we have a show on financial planning, strategies, matters and considerations. And mm-hmm. today our topic of choice is admin fees and what to look for in the new year. Right. So it's a really good time. Everybody's been on holidays. We're coming into a fresh January and a good time to just sort of sit and maybe have a bit of a look after your third or fourth beer at <laughs> what are my admin fees on my super Can we then? do that right now? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what am I paying? And just really give people an idea of some key things to look for, some things to consider yeah. and to sort of shed a bit of a light on some of the acronyms that my industry is phenomenally you know renownful <laughs> what gets me is that you know fees and charges they're a bugbear of everybody Correct. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is uh but all these acronyms that mm. you you mentioned you know what they are you yeah. probably know them like the back of your hand yeah the average lay person like myself i wouldn't know one from another mm. so where do we begin yeah so look let's let's break down a few that you'll see on some statements and we can have a chat about what is the acronym? What does it stand for? And what does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. And then we'll work into things you can look for to try and lower your fees or just have a look at what you're paying at the moment, understand what you're getting, and also then some ways that you could potentially lower your fees, keeping in mind that cheaper isn't always better. Right. Let's, I can, let's I can lead, understand that. Let's yes. leave with that. So right. cheaper isn't always better, but you also don't want to be paying overs if you're not getting choice and with Mm -hmm. most of these things i always say to people you're gonna pay for choice control flexibility because while you're accumulating super or investments in any structure you're not overly concerned about the broader cost because as a younger person middle-aged person you have lots of time that's not to say that fees aren't important but you need to accept that like the features of a good car you don't get all the bells and whistles in the base model vehicle. So when you're looking at your super fund, you need to understand, am I in the right type of fund for me? And I use that car analogy often because people can picture that. Yeah, that's a great analogy, very descriptive. That's what we want on radio, great description. Yeah, that's it. Theatre so of the mind. It's, it's, you, can, you can picture that in your head. If you go to a car dealer and say, give me the cheapest model of this, you may not get ABS brakes. You may not get a reversing camera. You may not get air conditioning. You may not get a heads-up display. And if that's what you want Mm. and that is all you need, that's perfect. But you can't get upset that you don't have ABS brakes, air conditioning and heads-up display if you're not willing to pay for them. And super funds are very similar. If you need a simple super fund, great. That's why they invented industry funds. You can have your money in industry fund. It'll do a good job for you. You don't have a great deal of choice and they are averaging cost. Beautiful. I've got another analogy for you. Yep. Jetstar. There you go. You may not get a seat. You may not get 
food and you may not get that flight because they cancel it. And you may not get there because they send you back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's a great analogy. Then then you might move up to a personal super fund. Now, this is not a self-managed super fund. It's a personal super fund. Now, there you're going to pay for a better investment menu, access to better assets, mm-hmm. a broader level of control over your income, your franking credits, and the things that you can use. More value. Yeah, exactly. So now you're getting more bells and whistles, but as a result of that, one of the things that you will need to look at is what is my admin fee? Mm. And the admin fee is the charge that you incur for the value of money that you have in your fund, and it is done generally with most funds on a sliding scale. I was going to say, it's probably a little higher than that Jetstar fee that we had before. Exactly right. Now, the nice thing about a good personal super fund is they will have a sliding scale, so the more you have in there, the less you pay. You also need to remember that a good personal super fund and a good personal super fund provider will amalgamate accounts. So let's say I had a super fund and my wife had a super fund. They can be amalgamated or aggregated and then the sliding scale is applied to the combined value of our two accounts. So we have more money at the higher end of the fee scale, which means we pay less. Because the more you have in there, the less you pay on a percentage basis. So look for a super fund that has aggregated pricing where you could have multiple structures, multiple super funds, a trust, any various structure where you hold assets, all pulled in one, call it a family group, and you can get reduced pricing by amalgamating the admin fee across multiple accounts. If I'm paying less and there's more in there, do I get access to my money or is it locked in there for a certain amount of time? No, so all normal super fund rules apply. You need to meet a condition of release, which is generally age 60 and retirement, depending on your year of birth. But once you've met those rules, you can then access that as a lump sum or a pension. But along the journey while you're adding to it and you're working, you want to try and ensure that you're getting good value for the features that are important to you. And everybody sees features like the car analogy, some are a priority and some mm. aren't. And that's where you need to really look at the super fund because the next cost and the next acronym that you'll see on your statements is ICR. And that stands for internal cost ratio. Now, in English, what that means is if you're in the ABC super fund and you're in the balanced option, there is a charge for you to be in that balanced option because that option needs to be provided to you it needs to be administered, it needs to be managed, and that cost is associated with the investment option that you choose. Now, depending on the fund you're in, depending on the asset allocation that you have, you could have high growth, growth, balanced, conservative, cash. Depending on what you pick in your super fund Mm. will depend on the cost that you incur. The more active your investment option, generally the higher the cost. So you need to look and see what are my choices that I've made in my fund and what are the associated costs with each option. It's funny you should say that because uh, I know that there are some areas, I've only dabbled, I I don't Mm -hmm. do this, but I know that there are some fees that are higher with depending on what you're talking about, what you're asking about, what your advice is. Have you ever come across that? Is that part of the planning? Um, well, I think depending on the provider, yeah. it, it'll come down to how they charge the fees. And I think that's a great way of looking at the broader approach to the total fees that you incur because 
You might be in a super fund, for example, AMP, mm. notorious for this. We don't charge an admin fee. Okay. Aren't we amazing? All right. But then they'll charge you a 2.5% ICR, which is ridiculous. Right. So you need There's to There's a really, gotcha. Exactly. And, and again, it's that misconception that, oh, this one's cheap because it doesn't charge an admin fee. Mm. But then they get you with the ICR. So they might have an increased cost there. Now, some AMP structures were notorious back in the day for that, um, where people said, oh, well, I don't pay an admin fee. This is, this is amazing. But then they don't look at the ICR because it's shown on their statements as an internal cost of the option that they're invested in. So that fee is taken out before your return is allocated to you. Now, to yeah, give you, And you, you don't con- see it. Well, exactly. So to give you some context... A, a good ICR or internal cost ratio for an active Australian fund will be between 0.7 and 0.9. Now, you could also yeah, use... That's a huge difference. Yeah, you could also <laughs> use um, an exchange-traded fund, for example, mm. where you could get the entire Australian stock exchange or the ASX 200 or 300. The ICR or the internal cost ratio for that ETF might be... So there can be a huge swing in the costs that are coming out of your fund without you actually realising because you think, oh, well, I'm just in the balanced option. That won't be too expensive. But what is it really? And all we want from today is for people to have a look at their statement because they may have got one at 30 June. So it could be coming in the post at the moment. Or just go online and see what you're invested in. And then whichever fund you're with will give you a breakdown of those costs because they will also then have to disclose transaction costs, property costs, or any other third-party cost that's incurred. And the assumption that an industry fund is cheap is actually rather misleading. Luke, that just scares me. I want to put my money under the pillow now. <laughs> well, and again, I guess all we're The return to... won't be good, but... <laughs> well, exactly. But And this is why we just want people to be aware because there's nothing more frustrating for me mm. when someone comes in and says, I've got a significant amount of money in this fund and, and I think it's pretty cheap because I don't pay an admin fee and then they get caught with an increased ICR. Or they're in an active Australian equity fund that could have had the same rate of return at a quarter of the of the ICR cost. And this is where exchange-traded funds or ETFs have become very prevalent. And it brings back to that original discussion we had at the start of the show about what sort of fund do you want to be in and what's important to you. And if having good control and good access and, and good flexibility is important, which for a lot of people it is, being able to buy the right type of investment is very important. So I'll give you another example. The PSSAP, right, which is the accumulation fund in the government here. Mm. Four investment options. One of them's cash. One of them's high growth. One of them's an income-focused return structure. And the other one's balanced. So you're paying the best part of 1% for four options. You can't buy listed shares. You can't buy specialised managed funds. You can't buy exchange-traded funds. So you're paying for a BMW in relation, let's use the car analogy, you're paying BMW prices for the features of a base model Kia. All right. I've got nothing against Kia, I just needed a comparison. No, no, I would have said (laughs) Qantas versus Jetstar. Well, there you go. You can use that analogy as well. So you really need to look and say, what am I paying 
And am I getting good features yeah. for that additional cost? As I said at the start of the show, cheaper is not necessarily better. But a lot of people become more invested in how their fund is managed when they actually understand that they're going to be drawing from their accumulated assets as they approach or move into retirement. Um, and and getting good value for money is vital for people when they, they go into pension phase. Now, if you want to make a change mm. in your funds, yep. what can you do? Yeah, so the first thing you can do is most good super funds have a very thorough website. So you can go to your fund's website mm-hmm. and you'll be able to get some general information in relation to what you have. You'll be able to log into your account and see what your underlying investments are. You can then download what's called the PDS. There's another acronym, which stands for Product Disclosure Statement. I think we're common with PDS, aren't we? I think so. Well, yeah. I'd hope so in this day and age. Nobody reads it, but we're common with it. Correct. <laughs> I've got to give it to you, but you don't care. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um that's right. So get the PDS and that will give you a breakdown and see if there could be, industry funds are renowned for this, a second fees and charges PDS. So, A PDS within the PDS. Well, they have a second one generally for additional fees and charges, which will elaborate on some of the underlying costs. You know why we don't be... read this stuff, right? Well, and I think that's part of the reason why they make it that hard to understand that if you actually delved into the real cost of something... And this is, this is really why I'm pointing it out. It's not to yeah. say that things are good, bad or indifferent. Just have an understanding of what you're in. Because if you could save 1% on your fund for the next 10 to 15 years and you look at the compounded value of that, if you've got uh, a significant balance. Compound interest. Now, it, I'm familiar with that. It starts to have um, a, a far more significant you know, impact on what you do. So have a look at that. Have a look at the fees that you're paying to your advisor. If you've got an advisor and you're paying fees and charges there, ask them if they have a fixed fee option. So traditionally, this industry has always been about a percentage of the value. I like that idea. But I also think that for transparency and, and I guess, clarity, there isn't a need to charge twice the fees. Yeah, on twice the money. A fixed fee, then you know what you're paying for. Exactly. So we've we've been fixed fee at certain uh, levels for for you know a significant period of time because yeah. I don't believe that four million dollars is twice the effort of two million dollars. So therefore, you shouldn't pay twice the cost because you're on that traditional percentage based model. So look at the fees you're paying to your advisor and ask and say, have we got a fixed fee option or can I can I fix it going forwards and and see if that's part of their service offering. Have a look and see if your fund allows you to use exchange traded funds because. If you're in Australian share managed fund mm-hmm. or an Australian share option and you can use uh, an Australian share ETF, that will significantly reduce your internal cost ratios or your ICRs. Um, think about using listed shares because there is no cost to hold listed shares in your super fund. So as we said earlier, if you're in a, a generic fund option, you'll have a, an annual cost to be in that choice. If you went and bought a whole raft of Australian shares or international shares, you pay brokerage once, then you don't pay anything again to carry them. So that's another way to reduce your fees. Yeah, so that sounds good. There, are, there yeah. are a number of options, but it also comes back to what does your fund offer? So some of the key things that people can remember are get value for money, get the right features in your super fund and ensure you can use what you want. Look at what you're paying for in your PDS and understand what the fees and charges are. 
um, and then consider using ETFs and listed shares to reduce your broader costs. How do we find out more info? Yeah, so 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got each of the shows each week. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got TikTok as The Strategy Stacker. And we've got the book coming out in March, Smart Money Strategy, Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning, which will be on shelves and online in March. So and a partridge in a pear tree. As just, well, about, just about. <laughs> just about. So we've got it all covered at the moment. So it's um, it's very exciting. So. You would have had a busy Christmas, New Year period as well, I'm sure, as well, Luke. <laughs> yes, it's uh, first show back for the year and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's you're hit, right into hit the it. ground running. Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Thanks for your time. It's hard for me to say that. No Thanks worries. for your time today. News Thanks, is Scott. next.